Hello, I'm Krisveha Spraja and welcome to Vita Compass. Time flies sometimes, doesn't it? I felt like this this week. Here I am recording this week's episode and I did not make the Instagram post that I had planned to. But oh well, I'm learning how to manage all this media stuff as I go along. And I'm learning about, um, you know, Instagram channels, podcast. Um, one thing, did you already subscribe to this podcast? It's super easy. In the podcast app that you use, you just have to click on subscribe. And it makes it easier for you to access the following episodes. And another thing that I understood that it is important is to get reviews. So if you have time, just, you know, to make a quick review there, you can help people who are in tune with us here to access the podcast. I promise you it won't take too much of your time. But let me introduce you to this week's theme. I had mentioned it before in another episode. Um, I talked about meditation. So, I was first introduced to meditation in my 20s. And I was told that to meditate was to not think. Well, <laughs> needless to say that I failed big time. I tried and tried and all I could do whilst meditating or trying to was come to the realization that I wasn't cut out for this type of practice. I would not stop thinking, of course. But I, I persisted. I was there with the group sitting straight and waiting for the time to open my eyes, basically. And then I moved to the U.S. Um, and for a couple of years, I wouldn't return to meditation. Uh, but then I was introduced to different types of uh, mind-body practices with music and sound. And I loved it. One technique that I learned was called toning. It was developed by Laurel Elizabeth Keys. And in a nutshell, it's being in contact with your body and your mind, expressing your sensations, thoughts and feelings through sound, through your voice, singing, making sounds. I could spend hours vocalizing and experimenting with volume, textures, tones, voicing my feelings, you know, engaging in free improvisation, interacting with noises around me, um, sometimes I would just totally lose track of time. And then the more I was reading about mind-body and, and mindfulness and practices and meditation practices, I wasn't introduced to mindfulness yet. But the more I would learn about those different practices, the more I would um, be interested in it. A book I loved was uh, Walking Meditation by Thich Nhat Hanh Han, I guess, I don't know how to pronounce his name. But I felt so relieved to know that uh, a monk had difficulties meditation. I felt validated that I was not a meditation failure. And it became clear to me that to meditate is in a way a struggle for most people. And that is okay. 
Um, this book is such a great inspiration and, and f it was for me and I think especially for people who enjoy um, taking walks but are not used to meditating. It took me years to revisit the form of meditation that I was first introduced to, you know, the sitting still traditional practice and gradually I became more interested in it and, and read more about it. But then I was introduced to mindfulness and it was love at first sight. I realized that it was something that I could do at any time of my day, not necessarily needing to set a time and a space for it, but just having a state of mindfulness to live certain experiences of my day. It made a big impact on me. And according to John Kabat-Zinn, the creator of mindfulness-based stress reduction, mindfulness is awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally in the service of self-understanding and wisdom. It is the kind of practice at which it is impossible to fail because whatever arises from it is what is there for you. It is a way of learning more about yourself. After moving to London, I was introduced to making sourdough by a dear friend and an amazing baker, Cassio Parinci. And again, it was love at first sight. <laughs> The activity of mixing flour, water, salt and the starter and giving time for the mixture to make its magic and then folding the dough, waiting, seeing the dough reacting and then folding again. The whole experience calls for a special kind of attention and it can definitely become a meditation practice. Depending on the way you approach it, mindfulness can encompass the process in a beautiful, relaxing way, at least for me. And, um, you know, from the moment of mixing flour, water, to shaping the bread and tucking it in its basket, then waiting, you know, maybe 12 hours when it's in the fridge and then put it in the oven Oh, when it's time to take the bread out of the oven, the smell anticipates the rewards of the taste of fresh bread and butter with a cup of coffee. Oh my. To experience these moments in a mindful state uh, makes them larger. It was funny to see how so many people turned to baking bread during the pandemic lockdown. I guess that intuitively we all needed an outlet to relax but also to do something to manage our worries and anxieties at the same time. In a way the lockdown offered an opportunity for so many of us to examine how we have been living our lives and depending on the reflection we could be, you know, more or less anxious or distressed by our thoughts and feelings. But anyway, to have the company of fresh bread can make these feelings, those feelings, less stressful 
When we are living in difficult times, criticisms and complaints can only make it worse. And of course, you know that. And we have the right to be irritated, worried, and anxious. But exactly because of that, we can try to make things easier for a bit and treat ourselves with kindness. Since I became aware of the significance of mindfulness, I have talked about it with some friends and family members whom I believe could gain great benefits from it. You know, when we are in love with something, we just talk about it. And of course, not all of them are up for it. Not all people are fond of meditation, but I do think that everybody should find a mind-body practice that represents them the most and that contributes to self-care. You know, if there are too many feelings inside and if you need to vent, voice yourself through a song. You know, that, that song that says exactly what you're feeling, just sing it out loud. Or dance in front of the mirror, see your body moving alive. Um, if staying still is uncomfortable, you can go for a walk in a mindful state. But if you feel that you should give it a try to a quiet sitting down meditation, go for it. Don't worry about doing it right or for a certain amount of time. Just experience quietness in yourself for the time that you feel like it. Slowly, you will get a hold of what helps you connect with your existence. And you know more about what can contribute to you feeling better. There are many options. You just have to be a good companion to yourself and validate your present moment. Mary Oliver's poem, Praying, beautifully describes mindfulness. It doesn't have to be the blue iris. It could be weeds in a vacant lot or a few small stones. Just pay attention. Then patch a few words together and don't try to make them elaborate. This isn't a contest but the doorway into thanks and the silence in which another voice may speak. Thank you so much for your company. I'll see you next week. Take good care of yourself. If you want to know more about this project, you can go to our website www.vitalcompass.com Compass with a K And on the Explore page, you will find new posts every other week. There's also a Vital Compass Instagram account. And if you are enjoying it, please share with a friend.